Matic. Becky, great ball in. Ellen White for Manchester City. Results to talk about this week for Tithy a bit late. Sorry about that. But <laughs> the first being our second leg against Barcelona at the Academy Stadium. A result which uh, saw City bow out of the Champions League at the quarter final stage of the competition. And last Sunday's trip to the Hive, home of Tottenham Hotspur in the WSL. Dave, Jane, how are you both? Thanks for joining me. Yeah, good. Thank you, Emma. Nice to talk to you. Hi, Emma. Yeah. Nice to talk to you, Emma. You too. Um, it was always going to be. A big ask to overturn our 3-0 deficit against Barcelona, but you cannot discredit the effort and the belief from the team who worked tirelessly uh, to turn it around. And once the opening goal came uh, through Janine Backy inside around 20 minutes of kickoff, you might have been left thinking, could we actually do this? Well, we spoke, didn't we, the other week about, about how we were looking at this second leg after after obviously losing the first leg 3-0. And I... Um, I think we said that as long as we can treat it as a one-off game, the, the biggest thing we didn't want it to do was to go out of Europe badly, affect our league form. If we were to go out of Europe, we didn't want it to affect, you know, the other, the other things we're going for in the league and the cup. And I think, uh, so a second leg performance was essential for that to not happen, I think. And we, and we discussed this at length in the last podcast. And I think that's what we got. I think we got on the day a, a really good performance, you know, um, against a world-class side. Um, I thought we played exceptionally well. I thought we deserved the win on the day. It was always a tall mountain to go through, starting 3-0 down. Um, if we could have got that second goal uh, before they equalised, it would have been very interesting to see our team of their quality, who's not used to being that. You've got to remember, they don't let many goals in. They certainly don't lose many games. If we could have gone 2-0 up against them, that would have been a very interesting, say, 20-minute spell towards the end to see how they would have handled that. But overall, the 90 minutes on the day, taking the second leg as a second, I think that, you know, they could hold the head up high. And I think the team and the manager will be well happy with that. And it didn't, you know, it doesn't have any knock-on effects other than the disappointment of actually going out, uh, you know, into the next games, which we'll talk about in a minute when we talk about the Spurs game. But I thought it was a great performance. Jane, how are you feeling when heading into the game? As You know, like prior to kickoff, we saw that obviously Lauren Hemp wasn't available, missing from the squad due to an ear infection. Uh, I think it's sent pretty much all of Twitter into meltdown ahead <laughs> of the game. Uh, but that, again, just shows what an, an instrumental part of the side she actually is. It does, you know, it shows the the role that she plays in the team all the time, that people are so terrified when she doesn't play. Um, as to, I mean, everybody loves a Twitter meltdown pre-kickoff when the team comes out <laughs> yeah. anyway. It's, uh, it's my favourite hour of the week, to be honest, before the game, just seeing everyone lose their heads. Um, on that but yeah like you say it shows the instrumental role that she plays in the team and um, so you know understandable that that people were nervous the fact that she wasn't in it but who steps into the squad other than Janine Becky um, I think I'm going to speak about Janine a little bit later in the podcast but it was great to see her come into the squad and, and have such a, a great game as well it was it was great to see her come in and you know she really stepped up she came in she played really well. She got the early goal. You know, I think if you're looking for somebody to come in and, and show a performance to say, this is why I should be in your starting 11, 
then she did that on the day. Absolutely. And Barcelona undoubtedly showing why they are a serious contender in this competition. And they've definitely got the potential to go all the way in this tournament. Spanish champions gone 11 matches without conceding uh, before their visit to the Academy Stadium. Um, with Sissi the first side to score more than one goal against them in a game in 38 matches. I mean, that just tells you everything really that you need to know. That's a, that's a real feather in our cap. You know, if they such a thing as a glorious exit, you know, we, we all want it to go through. But, you know, um, then that was it because, you know, we did play well second leg. It's a great feather in our cap to beat them. They were, and they did play well still on the day, Barcelona. Number of chances, the amount of times they split our defence with the, the pass from the little midfielder through to the uh, the girl up front, you know, who eventually yeah. bagged one. But, you know, they, they could well end up winning it, Barcelona. It wouldn't be a great surprise if they won it. If they won it. Um, so it's a feather in our cap against the world-class side. So that's what, you know, if you're going to go out, you want to go out on, on a high, and I think we did. It just, we, we, we spoke at great length about the first leg. It was disappointing. If we could have just got that away goal in the first leg, it could have been a whole different story in that second leg. But that's gone now. We've got to focus on what's left and um, take the positives from it. Of course, we can't deter away from the disappointment of bowing out of a major tournament. There's still so much to play for, and now it's the time for everything to come together in this important one of upcoming games. Yeah, that's it. It's an important time of the season now. You know, results really matter at this stage of the season. So the important thing is to not let that affect our confidence going into games, which with the performance that we gave, I don't think it will affect our confidence. So it's just to kind of push on and see what else we can do for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think so. A lot of people have been calling. Obviously, Lauren's been outstanding since she came back at Christmas. And you know what a big fan of Lauren I am. But a lot of people were calling for Janine to be given a game. You know, she's played well, never let the side down. She comes in and does what you said. You know, had a great game. Probably, I think she won one of the match, actually. I think she won player of the match, and rightly so. Uh, which she can then take on into the, you know, as we'll talk about in the Tottenham game. Um, it's great to have the options and to have everybody playing so well. Positive times in each game. I know it's the old cliche. We've been saying it for a few months now, one game at a time, but we're ticking them off in the league. City equaled a Women's Super League record in our 3-0 win over Spurs on Sunday. Goals from Janine Becky, Caroline Weir, uh, Becky Spencer, who scored an own goal, but it ensured a vital three points in our season campaign to keep within touching distance of the table top as Chelsea. We recorded a 12th successive league win at the Hive, an achievement match only once before by Arsenal in 2018. And like I said, in terms of this season alone, the club is breaking their own personal best. Yeah, I mean, to go the, the WSL record for a start is a, is a massive one to achieve. You know, there are some great teams through the years in the WSL. So to say that we've gone on that unbeaten run really shows the consistency that we're playing with at the moment. Um, and as you said, you know, there were lots of, other little records and things that went alongside that. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, 12 straight wins is unbelievable. I mean, so that means we didn't achieve that even when we won the league in 2016. You know, this is our, this is the best. So you can't ask for more than that, for, you know, for a form guide. It's a great uh, response to, you know, I even heard one commentator on another game on, on Sunday describe City's form as inconsistent. Well, I mean, 12 straight wins is certainly inconsistent, is it? I presume they were talking about earlier in the season, but uh, we've only lost one game in, in the WSL. So going in, that's why we're in the title race that we're in. It was a relatively straightforward, routine win, if you like, against Tottenham. Um, Tottenham really offering little in, ter- little in terms of attacking threat. Really struggled to impose themselves on the game, but they were, did work really hard to keep possession, Tottenham. 
I mean, how pleasing was the performance for you? Yeah, it was. It was a really pleasing performance. You know, like you say, it's it's a game that you go out and you're expected to win. Um, and I think our performance on the day, you know, we made sure that that Tottenham didn't offer much, even though they had spells of possession and things like that. We made sure that they weren't able to attack in the way they'd like to attack. So I think we controlled the game from start to finish. We spoke the other week about how well we thought, uh, when we spoke with you, Emma, about how well we thought that uh, Gareth was rotating the squad just in case, you know, things cropped up. Last Sunday, things cropped up. You considered the players we were without. We then lost Alex Greenwood as well in the warm-up. And Aoife Mannion came in and I thought she had an outstanding game to consider. She couldn't have known she was playing until literally the last minute before kickoff to be thrown in. She hasn't played or started a game for so long, you know, but Gareth's been managing that comeback and giving her a few minutes here and there and having her in training. She came in, it was like she'd never been away. Um, and that just shows how important it is to have all these players ticking over and why the rotation system that he's been using since Christmas was so important. There it was in a nutshell for that game. So that was, that was a really pleasing element from the Tottenham game as well for me. Yeah, I, I mean, it was one of the major talking points for sure. I think... It was great to see Aoife coming to the starting eleven for Alex. You know, Gareth spoke about Aoife Manning having little or lack of preparation, if you like, heading into this yeah. game. So the fact that she was able to come in, adapt, do the job, just shows really what uh, an asset she could be for the City side going forward. But it'll also help with her confidence as well, getting those extra minutes in as well. Well, it can't be easy when you're, you know, you, you warm up thinking, right, I'm a sub today. So, you know, it's the mindset as well, isn't it? You know, you warm up you're thinking, right, I might be called on. I'll be ready to go when I am. Then all of a sudden, literally the last minute, probably five minutes before kickoff, you say, well, Alex has pulled up, you're starting. It's, it's an instant switch of mindset. And sometimes that could catch players out maybe, but it didn't with either. You know, right from the very start, I thought she was competent. It was like she'd never been away. And that shows what a good player she is. Good, experienced player that, that that's, you know, we've missed in the squad when she's been injured. And it's great to have her back. And she offered some really, really good balls as well. So much versatility that I guess really uh, we've not necessarily had the opportunity of seeing. And it's almost, I really sort of long for Aoife to get those sort of minutes because I really don't think we've seen the best of her yet. No, that's it. You know, before she got injured, she was in the side and she was playing well and stuff. But it's been such a long time without her. Um, so to see her coming back and to see her, playing well and to see her doing well when she's on the pitch it's really good it's really good for the whole team you know to have somebody else of that quality in the squad is a, is definitely a positive yeah, yeah she was she'd made the England squad and everything just before that injury it was a terrible timing for her um to get such a bad injury but yeah she's a, she's a very good player if man you know and a very experienced player I mean obviously with a run of games and not being many games less to play it it's the hopes that we do get to see a, a lot more of her, but the run of games that we've got, it might be quite difficult. Aoife, again, she's someone that I'd love to see commit to the club because, again, I just feel like she's got so much more to offer and we've not really seen the best of her yet that I really hope that that might happen. I think Gareth may use the FA Cup side with Aston Villa to play a few players who could do with uh, starting a game just to keep everybody fit, ticking over play a competitive game against Aston Villa. And by, I don't mean like weakening the side as such. I'm talking about players like Laura Coombs and Aoife Mannion who, you know, have done fantastic jobs when they've come in this season. But yeah. you don't want to be calling on them cold if something happens to somebody else, you know, in those last couple of games when it's absolutely critical for the title. So I think Gareth may be 
usually Villa game to give them some minutes. We'll wait and see. He might, he might play some of the younger players again as well, some of the youngsters. Uh, the goalkeeper as well, Taib, might get a game. I'm sure it's all in his mind to try and balance it uh, before we play that big game against Chelsea when he'll want to put what he considers to be, I would imagine, his strongest eleven out. Let's just get back to Tottenham. I mean, City were you know, professional and able to get the job done. Uh, and especially heading into the game off of the back of the, the disappointment of going out of the Champions League earlier in the week. It was quite a routine performance, I'd say. You know, we weren't challenged too much from Tottenham, but we were able to just go out, get the job done. And there was no sort of aftermath from obviously that midweek. No, there wasn't. They started fast. They started on the front foot. Got the goal. Do we know? Is that definitely an own goal now? That first one, is it? Yeah, it went down as an own goal. goal yeah. It, you know, we didn't know if it gone straight in, and just before that, I think it was Georgia had that fantastic shot that was tipped onto the bar. Yeah. Uh, so we, we really came out on the on the front foot, got the early goal. Fantastic second goal. What a what a ball from Sam Muris. I think Abby Dalkemper cleared it to Sam, and that ball. I mean, it was Kevin De Bruyne like that ball through to Janine, and Janine with a great finish. So yeah. from 2-0 then, you know, we were in control of the game. Tottenham didn't offer too much as an attacking threat. Uh, and I thought we managed the game pretty well. Saw it out in the second half with a third. Now another nice pass to the goal. Could have easily got more. So I think Gareth will have been well happy with that. And pretty much now, if we're honest, it is about the results from here on in now. It's about getting the points. You know, probably more so if you think about the Reading game the week before at home where, you know, we, we, we got the late winner. It's all about getting those three points and... Uh, I think Gareth will be more than happy with the, the performance at Spurs. Yeah, I mean, so let's talk about Janine Becky then, back in the squad, back amongst the goals. How great is it to see her contributing and showing what a real true asset she can be to this City side? It really is, you know, Janine is a great player. We all know what a great player Janine is and she's not really had much of a run in the side this season. So for her to come on and say, right, here you go, there's a goal. So then, all right, Gareth starts her again and she goes, right, here you go, there's another goal. She's kind of really playing her way into that, into that first 11 um, as such. So it'd be good to see her do that. I think she's a player that the players all enjoy being around in the dressing room. She's one who seems to always have a smile on her face and things like that. So I'm sure she's a real, uh, real credit to the whole team. And internationally as well, she was uh, contributing in the game against Wales as, with an assist. Yeah, she did, didn't she? So it just shows, you know, on the international stage, she's uh, she's doing it as well. Yeah, she's been very consistent performing for uh, Canada over the years, hasn't she? Ever since, you know, we've had her, I've always had a look at her when, whenever Canada have played and, you know, she really slots in well with that team as well. She's a good player, there's no toys away. She's just been a bit unlucky this season, really, to not be playing more games, if the truth be known. Yeah, because she was pretty much regular start, you know, last season before, obviously, the season got curtailed. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, quite surprising to see that obviously her involvement has sort of dropped off the pace a bit. We saw her slotting in other positions last year, didn't we? We saw her slotting as fullback for a while as well. But obviously with the signings we've made and the re-emerging, you know, of Esme Morgan coming back to the club and stuff, he's not had to do that as much this season uh, as, as Nick had to last season. So that, that's also limited her appearances. And as I say, she's probably a little bit unlucky, but there's a few of those. You know, I, I keep I bring up Laura Coombs quite a lot because I think whenever she's played in games, she's been really, really good and, and played really well. And probably another one who's a little bit unlucky to not get more game time because of how well everyone else has been playing. But that's an, it's a nice problem to have because it's like, it means everybody's playing well. 
Yeah. So I suppose as a manager, that's what you want. Let's talk about uh, the foreseeable then. As expected, City's potential FA Women's Super League title decider against Chelsea at the Academy Stadium has been rearranged for Wednesday the 21st of April with a 6pm kickoff. We will be heading into this game off of the back of our fourth round tie against Aston Villa in the FA Cup, which takes place at 1pm on Saturday the 17th of April upon the players returning to their clubs respectively following the international break. The games do get, well, tough, I suppose, <laughs> in terms of the cycle race. Um, obviously, great to be back involved with the, the FA Cup. We spoke about that already in the earlier podcasts, but... You know, it does really feel now that the big the big title clashes are coming. Yeah, I mean, it's such a big game, isn't it? That game versus Chelsea is... Every game up until now, we've been saying, oh, you know, we can't focus on the Chelsea game yet. We've got to focus on the games in front of us. And I know we've got the FA Cup game first, but if you're talking about our next league fixture, there it is. It's us v Chelsea. I'm sure everyone will be saying the winner of that goes on to win the league. Um, so... The, the the size of that game you can't uh you can't put a price on really it's it's a really big important game and hopefully I'm, well I'm sure the team will be all really focused for it and really up for that one. Everybody to come back from internationals fully fit that's the first thing. Uh, then let him you know like I say you might use the whole squad rotation for the Villa game with the Chelsea game in mind. We knew the Chelsea game was going to get moved. It was a question of whether it got moved to the Wednesday they have moved it to, which is before their first leg of their semi-final in Europe, I believe, or were they going to put it in the middle, the following Wednesday, which would put it in the middle. Now, judging from some of the Chelsea fans' reactions online, some of them are not happy with where they've put it. If I was a Chelsea fan, I'd rather have it where it is than in the middle of the two ties, the following Wednesday, say, for argument's sake. You know, they've got the two semi-finals. They've got, from City's point of view, it's, it doesn't really make much difference, does it? We've not got the other, we haven't got the Europe to worry about now. We've just got to focus on that game. Um, it's not a title decider. I suppose we've got to we've got to say that because just winning this game doesn't give you the league. There's still two games left for both teams to play after that. But it's certainly whoever wins it is is majorly in the driving seat. I would say we have to win it. You know we have to, and I'm sure that's what we're, Gareth will be drilling into the players. We we're at home. It's our chance to go above them by beating them. We can't rely on anyone else. It's all down to us, and we have to win that game. And I'm sure that's the way we'll look at it. Um, but like you said before that, before we get there, you know, we've got Aston Villa in the FA Cup, um, a, a trophy that City will be, you know, looking to retain. You know, having faced Villa already, uh, should it be a, a relatively straightforward task? Um, it's a game that we'll be expecting to win. As Dave said, we might see a few changes maybe in the starting eleven. I wouldn't like to see too many changes, if I'm being honest, you know. It's not as if we're playing a team from a lower league or something like that where you think, oh, do you know what? We can make a whole host of changes. I think, you know, we're still playing a, a team in the top division. So it's important that we put a team out that's strong enough to be able to win that game um, on the day. So I think we'll see a few changes maybe, but but not many. But the FA Cup's, you know, a competition that everybody loves. So I'm sure the team will want to go out and win that one. Villa have got their own issues in the league as well. I think they're fighting relegation. So it won't be their pro. They, you might. I'm not sure how deep in depth their squad is. You might see them make a few changes as well. It depends. You know, they might think, well, we're not prioritising the cup tie because we want to stay in the in the WSL at all costs, uh, and they're, they're deep within that relegation fight. But I think they've got a couple of games in hand. So, you know, it's an interesting one. That I think we'll see some changes, but maybe as James says, not too many. 
but yeah, it's important, yeah, because we all know, you know, you never know if we can get to the cup final. It's being played next season, isn't it? It's been held over again. Might even be one that us as fans are allowed to go to this time. So we obviously want to get through because we want to be able to, who doesn't love a trip to Wembley? Yeah, we should be we should be allowed an extra hour in there as well if we were to get there because yeah, we, <laughs> we missed out this season. So uh, the last <laughs> the last time we were beaten inside ninety minutes at the Academy Stadium was on the twenty sixth of September two thousand and eighteen against Atletico Madrid. We don't count extra time, Chelsea. And no. <laughs> so in terms of Obviously, our home record, so many positives that we need to carry into these, you know, next, well, next couple of games at least, and especially Chelsea. Um, how important, obviously, is it to, to ensure that, you know, we keep that momentum? You know, yeah, of course it is. We want, we need the momentum. You know, like you say, we love playing at the Academy Stadium. We've got a great record at the Academy Stadium. So that's probably something that the players will, will pull on to give themselves confidence going into the game that's probably something the backroom staff will be kind of you know talking about and making sure that they've got everything they need going into that game you know our, our record there is so good um that it's it's something that we can use in our favor Chelsea have got a quite a poor record at the academy stadium that that the win you talk about earlier this season in the Conte Cup which as you quite rightly say was an extra sign uh, it's the first time they've ever won there so um you know it's we're at home. I always fancy us at home to play well. If you think about that Continental Cup game, we had a lot of players out. I think that was in, when we had our COVID issues and people were having to sit out and miss games. And we were literally, what, seconds away from beating them with a great display that night. And they equalised with that world in the in the last minute. And then they just had a little bit too much strength for our younger side in, in extra time. So I think we can still draw a lot from that game, how well we played that night. So I've got to bring that you know, home to them, even though we went out that night. You know, it was a good performance. So... I always fancy us at home. If we can play our game, you know, everyone's on. everyone will have to be on top form because Chelsea are a great side. So every one of our players is going to have to play 100% top form. But if that happens, and I'm sure it will, then we can beat them, yeah? Definitely. Um, so the vote is now open for the OSC Player of the Season. Tell us a little bit more about that and how fans can get involved to cast their vote. So, yeah, so you'll have had an email now about uh, the voting being open. So basically, if you are a member of MCWFC OSC, you get one vote on your player of the season. You can vote for any member of the first team squad. There's no shortlist, so you can choose whichever player uh, you think deserves to win the award this season. Uh, last year's vote was extremely close, so every vote counts. So, you know, I'd say get your votes in. Yeah, it's going to be hard this year. It's going to be hard to choose. I've mean, not even decided myself yet. So it's going to be a hard one for people. So maybe have a sit down and think and try, you know, judge it over the season who you think, you know, is your rightful winner. And like Jane says, there's no shortlist. We'd like everyone to be able to choose their own. So um, you can vote for any player you want. And Jane will calculate all the top secret. She never even tell anyone, not even me, it's top secret. She'll count all the votes as they come in. You can vote by replying to the email. You can DM us on Twitter. Um, you know, there's whatever is easiest for you. Let us know uh, your vote. Keep it private, and and you're not influencing anyone else. And then we'll count the votes, and we'll have a winner, and uh, hopefully be able to present the trophy with them. And you know, a silver salver as we always do. We, we you know we've not been able to present Lauren with hers from last season yet. We've got it, and that will be arranged. Uh, 
you know, so as you know, we, we have a nice trophy, the name goes on it, and a, and a silver salver for the player to keep each year. Uh, this will be the sixth year, will it? Sixth? I think so. I think it's the sixth one. It's 2015, anyway, we started it. There's been some good names on it in the past. Izzy Christiansen, Lucy Bronze. Last year's winner was Lauren Lauren Hemp, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, and how, how long is the voting open for? Uh, the voting is going to be open kind of toward, till the end of April. Um, so just a few weeks on there for the voting so that then we've got time at the end of the season to get everything sorted out. So everyone's got plenty of time to think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got a bit of time to, to have a little think, make the decision on uh, on who their vote's going towards. Have at least two weeks, I would have thought. You know, like, that'll take us towards the end of April and then everyone can make the decision then. be interesting yeah. to see who wins it this year. It will. I could, I, there are so many strong contenders this season. There are, aren't there? Yeah. Which is a good thing. Definitely. Right, guys, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and you, Emma. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We look forward to these games and it's uh, going to be a very interesting period of time. Can't wait for it. Well, enjoy the rest of the international break. <laughs> yeah, we no all injury, love the international break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and take care and I'll see you soon. See you, Emma. Take care, Emma. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.